For those of you that may have not been with us, we are preparing for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which many of us believe he's coming soon and he's coming quickly. We know that. And uh, the Lord uh, led us to, uh, to the Sermon on the Mount, and we've been going through the Beatitudes. And you will see that there's, they're, they're listed right here, the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, hunger and thirst for righteousness, merciful, pure in heart, and we're now at the peacemakers, the peacemakers. Now, when he talks about this, he, he says this, blessed are those, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Back in the 1960s, an organization was formed by the United States government called the Peace Corps. The Peace Corps. There were a lot of people wanting to volunteer and help the world, and they sent out mostly young people all around the world to help in various ways. This was not a, a mission organization. It was an organization to, to help people, educate people uh, in, in various ways. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. He's not talking about blessed are the Peace Corps, okay? And there are those that uh, advocate peace among nations. We have a big building in New York City called the United Nations, and there are representatives that from all over the world that come there and they talk about various things. But Jesus is not talking about blessed are the ambassadors of peace. So what is he talking about? Well, first of all, James points out that there is a problem in our world and in our life. There's no peace in our world. In fact, let me say this. There will never be peace in our world until the Prince of Peace reigns in every heart. It can't happen. And James points this out. If you have your Bibles, it's not on the uh, um, uh, screen up here. James 3, 18. I was going over my message this morning, and God pointed me to this. James 3, 18, and he says, And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. A harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And then he goes on to say this. Listen to what he says. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, you, so you murder, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? There is no peace on earth. There, I read an article this, this week um, where a 16-year-old girl was killed in the bathroom of a high school by two of her fellow students. And the reason was jealousy. 
It was over a boy. And in watching the news report, uh, the, the father said, you know, you don't think when you drop your daughter off at high school that you're going to get a call that she was murdered in the bathroom. He said, this never happens. Now, Jesus is not referring when he's talking about peacemakers, peace on earth. The peace he was, is referring to is the calmness and tranquility we have in our hearts through a relationship with Jesus Christ. The peace and tranquility, the calmness that we have in a relationship with Jesus Christ. This calmness is in the midst of the storm. This assurance that God is in control when everything seems to be out of control. Now there are three kinds of peace that are mentioned in the New Testament. And I want to point those out to you because this is the big, 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 big picture. There's the peace with God. There's the peace of God. And there's the peace with others. The peace with God and the peace of God and the peace with others. Let's first look at the peace with God. I'm not on. I'm sorry. I was just wailing away. Are we on now? Yeah. All right. Praise God. That's the peace with God. <laughs> Romans 5.1 says this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Why would Paul say that we have peace with God? Well, there has to be a problem with man and God. And Paul points this out in Romans, uh, further along in Romans, he says this, For if while we were enemies, enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. You see, just as I pointed out to the children, we're all sinners. We're all separated from God. And by nature, by, by birth, we rebel against God. We go our own way. We do our own thing. And so we're, at, we're an enemy with God. But God has reconciled. He's brought that together. Why would we be enemies of God? Because of our sin. Sin separates us from God. Sin says, I want to be my own God. Sin is totally evil in the sight of God. We are actually born enemies of God because of sin. Now don't go and to your children and say to them today, you're an enemy of God. That's not good parenting, okay? But by, by nature, we are born sinners. So what is the solution? If we are enemies of God, 
and we need to have peace with God, what is the solution? Well, that's the next thing. It's the peace of God. We must have the peace of God in order to be peaceful with God. Listen to what John 14, 27 says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Have you ever been around someone who is just so peaceful and calm and collected? What does it do for you? It kind of makes you peaceful and calm and collected. That something going on and that person says, oh, it's all right, everything's okay, no, no problem, no problem. And Jesus goes on to say in John 16, I have said these things to you that in me you have peace. In me you have peace. I don't know how many people that I have led to Christ who after they have received Christ makes the statement, I have such peace. I have such peace now. The, the war inside of me is gone. Now how do we obtain this peace? Well, Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 2 this, But now in Christ, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. Who is our peace? Jesus. Jesus is our peace. Jesus. Who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. He has broken down the wall. You remember when Jesus was crucified, he was on the cross. And when he said his last words, what, he, what did he say? It is finished. Do you know what happened? He said they had an earthquake, the tombs opened up. But a magnificent thing took place in the temple. This massive curtain that separated the, the holy place from the holy of holies was ripped in two. This, this curtain was, was thick. No human being could tear it in two. But on that day, God took that curtain and he ripped it open so that we might have access to him who trusts in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, it is finished. The debt is paid. The debt is paid. He goes on to say, For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two, so making peace, and that he might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and preached to those who were near. For through him we have access in one spirit to the Father. There should be no warring in our lives if we have Christ Jesus. He settled that problem. But how do we, we obtain it through a relationship with Jesus Christ? But how do we maintain it? How do we maintain peace in our life. I'm sure you're cool and calm all the time. 
Is that correct? I mean, I mean, the pressure comes on, and I mean, there's there's situations um, that happen, and you're cool and calm all the time. No, you're not. Nobody is. But how how can how can we be? Well, Paul goes on to say this. He said in Ephesians, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he said in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit, listen to this, is love, joy, what's the third one? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. How do you maintain it? Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Being controlled by the Holy Spirit. If you're continually angry, if you lose your temper often, my friends, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. And you need to repent and get right and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And then there's the third element. If we have peace with God, if we have the peace of God, then we should be have, have peace with others. But, but let me back up for just a moment there. If you have the peace of God, you need to share that with people. Because there are a lot of people in this world that don't have the peace of God. And it is our responsibility to share the good news. And the good news is that you can have Peace with God. I, I looked in our library this morning. I couldn't find it there. We do have a book or it has been in our library that Billy Graham wrote a number of years ago that says peace with God. And I couldn't find it. I wanted to get it and I wanted to show it to you. But uh, peace with God. Peace with others. Someone dropped by my office this week and they said, uh, Pastor, I need to tell you something. I said, okay. You know, when... When somebody says that, I'm, I'm kind of geared up to hear the worst. And uh, so I was sitting there listening to him. He said, well, we, we have this problem with the neighbor. And uh, I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. Uh, he's called the police on us. In fact, the government came out the other day and said that our music was too loud. Uh, our home church meets in their home and he says our music was uh, too loud and they're going to monitor our, our music, the, the, the sound levels and all that. So somebody's going to come measure it. And he said, I'm going to get somebody else to measure it too, make sure we're not that loud. He said, I don't think we're loud. He said, but this is a man that is, is so unkind and he's so um, mean to people, mean to everyone. And he said, I have gone to him over and over again and, and, and offered peace to him. And, and I've asked, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And, and he, he will just cuss me out and, and just, 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 just be horrible. Well, this man continues to reach out with the peace of God, with the love of God, to try to bring peace with his neighbor. Again, we look to Paul for help in this area about peace with others. In Ephesians 4, he says this, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, without, with all humility 
and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as we're called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Many think that Paul was a southerner. He said, and you all, you all, you all. You know? But he's talking about having this spirit of, of unity, this spirit of peace, the spirit of love, the spirit of gentleness, the spirit of humility. To have this peace with others. And then he goes on to say in Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace rule in your heart. He goes again to say to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, So flee youthful passions, and pursue righteousness, love, faith, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolishness, ignorant controversies. You know what they breed. You know that they breed quarrels. I've given this illustration before, but I, I want to give it again. Uh, when we first arrived in, in Toluca, uh, I, I don't know, we've been there for a little while, and we had a uh, mission team with us, and we had gone to church, and then they were supposed to go somewhere else. And uh, I told Sandra, I said, I think I left the coffee pot open. I don't remember turning it off. And this was a number of years ago, and some of the coffee pots didn't turn off automatically. You know? So I said, I need to go home and turn it off. It wasn't very far, so I, I take off. And I get to an intersection not too far from my house, and uh, one guy cuts off another guy, and, and pretty soon these two guys are out in the street wanting to fight. I mean, they were squaring off where one guy was. One guy was really uh, kind of upset. And uh, so he, he, uh, he was a young guy, and he was going to beat up this older guy. Well, I, I just hate to see people fight. Right? It's just ridiculous. There's no uh, uh, reason for it. And so I get out of my car. And I go and I stand right in the middle of it. Now here's two guys, I mean, they're going like this, you know. I said, <laughs> watch this now, watch this. It was a simple thing. I say, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I'm li limited on my Spanish, you see. <laughs> And they kind of, I mean, there are two little guys right here. You know, I could have taken their heads and go, Pow! but I didn't, do, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I was just trying to say, no, 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 don't do this. And um, so they look up at me. And they go. And then I uh, say, I didn't know what to say. I, I knew the, the, I knew the uh, infinitive word for go but I didn't use the command form. I went, Baya! 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 Ba! No, yeah, I went, Ba! 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 
<laughs> and they still go. <laughs> well, they get in the car and drive off. They're so confused. They don't know what they're doing. I get in my car and I say, blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> and I go home and the coffee pot is, is turned off anyway. But, I, I mean, then, then I got, I, w I went back to Sandra and I said, Sandra, what is the, what's the command form for to go, to go? She said, buy and say, buy and say. You should have said buy and say. So today, if I break up a fight, I'll go buy and say, buy and say, buy and say. I want you to follow me. A peacemaker is one, a true follower of Christ, who has the peace with God and who has the peace of God and who shares that peace with others, encourages peace. I want you again to watch the progression that we see in the Beatitudes here. The process that one goes through to be a true child of God. First, the Holy Spirit convicts us of uh, the Holy Spirit shows us that we're nothing. We can do nothing. We have nothing. We are poor in spirit. And then secondly, the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. And we mourn over our sin, those who mourn. Thirdly, there is the rejection of self, humbling ourselves before the Lord, the meek. That's how we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Then out of that develops the character of Christ. We hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then we have mercy, we have compassion, we have a forgiving spirit. Then we have a pure heart, a heart where Christ reigns supreme. He controls every area, every activity, every thought. And then there is the peacemakers. One who has found peace with God. Their life, and they share this peace with others. I'll never forget when we were in Toluca some years ago. A lady came to visit us. I don't remember the circumstances, but I do remember what she, what she said that day. She came into the house and uh, uh, sharing something with us or something, and she made this statement. There's peace in this home. There's peace in this house. Well, we were kind of stunned. We didn't expect a comment like that. But we were happy that she would feel that peace. It was not always that. There have been times in our home, difficult times and disruptive times, but she came into our home that day and there was peace. Let me ask you, when people are around you, do you, they feel the peace of God in you? When they enter your home, do they feel the peace of God? Man, I've been into some homes where you could feel the turmoil and uh, just the di disruption. You could feel the tension in that home when you walked in. Do you have the peace with God? You can. You can have peace with God. You can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. And the Word is very clear. 
John 1.12 says this, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. How do you become a child of God? Well, you receive Jesus Christ. The Bible says we must repent of our sins, and to repent means to turn away from ourselves, turn away from sin, and turn to Jesus Christ. Repent, therefore, and return that your sins may be wiped out. The second thing we must do is place our faith in Jesus Christ. Faith is trusting Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. And the next thing we must do is surrender to Jesus as Lord. Surrender to Jesus as Lord. Making Jesus Lord mean, get, it means to give Christ control of our lives. The Bible says in Romans 10, says this, if we confess with your mouth, if, you, if we confess with our mouth, and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. You can place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ right now and experience that peace with God and the peace of God that you have never may experienced in your life. And there's some of you today that maybe you have received Christ as your personal Savior, but your life is in a mess. Your priorities are all wrong. You're going your own way. And the Bible says repent and come back to Christ. Lay everything aside and come back to Christ. That's why here, at the end of the service, we have a time of commitment. A time for you to make a public confession of faith or come for prayer, come whatever the Lord is leading you. As you can play, you can place your faith in Jesus right now by talking to God and telling Him something like this. Lord Jesus, I need You. I admit that I'm a sinner. Thank You for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe that God raised You from the dead so that I might have the promise of eternal life. Thank You for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Kate, Take control of my life now and make me the kind of person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, you might say, hey man, I, just, I, I don't know if I can pray a big old prayer like that. I can tell you what you can do. You can say, God, forgive me. And Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, you can too. Do that today. I want us all to stand for just a moment and ask our worship team or whoever will be playing the hymn of invitation. I want us to stand right now and I want us to bow our heads and talk to God right now. Do you have the peace of God, the peace with God, the peace with others? If you don't, you can have it today. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. Ask that peace to come into your life and Take away the turmoil. Take away all of the warring that's going on. Taking away all the confusion. All of the indecision today. Receive Christ as your personal Savior. You may want to pray. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I turn away from myself and I come to you and I receive the gift of eternal life.
Thank you for saving me. You can do that today. Are there others that have just gone your own way? You've tried it your way, and it's not working out very good. Why don't you come back to Jesus? Come back to Him. He loves you. He saves you. He redeems you. He puts it all back into place. Allow Him to do so. Oh, Jesus, I pray right now for those who need to make a decision, who need to step out, who need to say, I give my life to Christ. I do this, I do that. Speak to their hearts, I pray, oh Lord, this day. In Jesus' name.